Welcome to The Clinical Entrepreneur, a business podcast that's dedicated to healthcare practitioners just like you who are hustling every day to build a business and a life you're proud of. Join me, Rhonda Nelson, as I share my own experiences and extract actionable advice from industry experts about what it takes to build and scale a profitable wellness practice. Well, hey, friends, welcome back to the Clinical Entrepreneur Podcast. I love that you're here with me again this week for another episode. And I have got my friend Blaine Elkers back on the podcast. So the first part of our interview aired, and we were supposed to talk about decluttering, and but we, we ended up getting a little sidetracked. We talked about habit linking and how to help our patients really create, and us, how to create positive habits for you know getting these new things implemented into our lives and lifestyles. But today, we are going to get back to the topic that we originally were going to talk about, which is everything about declutter. So listen in. Here's the rest of my conversation with Blaine Elkers. Well, friends, welcome back to the Clinical Entrepreneur Podcast. As promised, I'm bringing back my friend Blaine, and we are going to talk about what we meant to talk about. We got a little sidetracked as we do, but today we are really going to get into this whole concept of decluttering. And I don't know about you, but if it's, if you took a peek in my closet or my computer my desktop screen, everything gets saved to my desktop, everything. There's probably 3000 items on my desktop, on my computer. And my IT guy always says, you know, that's not good for your computer. I'm like, I know, <laughs> but I just need to declutter. So Blaine, let's talk about how we can do this in a like real world example and how this clutter affects our performance. Uh, yes, uh, Rhonda, thank you for having me back on. We had such a great time last time. So excited to be here. And you have great listeners and you're providing great value. So I'm happy to uh, to be able to come back and add some value in this topic of decluttering. Now, decluttering, what, the first thing is to think about when you actually get serious and do some decluttering, how does that make you feel, right? So how do you feel when you straighten up a desk or opt out of, you know, 10 email newsletters that you really don't need. Mm -hmm. How does that make you feel when you start? Oh man, it's amazing. I just actually was just recently was able to go home in Las to my home in Las Vegas. And I hadn't been in my closet because I had been gone from home for quite a while. And I hadn't been in my closet for a really long time. And it was one of the things I was the most excited about doing was going in my closet. Like, Oh, what kind of clothes do I have in here? And I started looking through the clothes and I thought, I've been a year. I hadn't been home in a year. I thought, I've been a year without these clothes. Do I really need these clothes? And I filled up two green garbage bags full of clothes and shoes that I, as Marie Kondo would say, I just gifted them somewhere else. And to look in my closet and see all of that like empty space, so to speak, you know, there's not clothes just like crammed in and shoes on top of one another. It was like, I felt like I could honestly, Blaine, I felt like I could kind of take a breath. Like, oh, this is good. Yeah, exactly. And people feel lighter, richer, richer, meaning sometimes they take the donation or sometimes they sell stuff, right? But you feel richer, lighter, more organized, less stressed, right? A lot of times the mess is the stress, right? So you feel so much better. And we'll talk a little bit more about the, you know, the, magic of tidying up by Marie Kondo, where she asks you 
to hold something and say, you know, does this still spark joy? And if not, release it to someone else, right? Someone else in the world, you know, could definitely use that, but you feel better. One, one little tip on the closet, which is quite interesting is my wife will turn the hangers around, you know, at the beginning of the year. And then at the end of the year, you can kind of see all when you, when you wear something, you take it off the hanger and, you know, but when you put it back, you put it back the regular way. So that at the end of the year, you can see um, what outfits have I not worn for a year, right? And simply um, just by turning the hangers around. That's a um, great idea. Kind of interesting. Yeah. But you do feel this kind of, you know, it's easier to do things once you've decluttered. You tend to accumulate less stuff once you go through kind of a big declutter, right? Right. Uh, and so we... I run these things called the declutter day where you spend the whole day decluttering. So we'll talk about, we'll talk about some of, uh, some of that and also, but understanding like, why do we clutter? Like, why do we collect things? Right. And if you think about it with the clutter is simply kind of a form of indecision, right? So, so you don't know where the thing goes or, you know, you're not sure if you maybe want to keep that thing, right? So these things kind of pile up and it's kind of a form of indecision. So it's important though, that we, sometimes we find security in possessions, like emotionally, there might be yeah. reasons that you're hanging on to stuff, you know, and you think the more stuff you have, the more value you have, which is not true. We recently moved out of our house of 22 years and that was a major oh, decluttering. Man. Emotionally is a little tough. And many things, I just took pictures with my phone and moved on, you know, from that stuff. But, you know, there is this, you don't want to make decisions about stuff. You feel like you don't have time to return things back to their place. Uh, you know, Marie Kondo looks for you to have, everything has its home. And at the end of the day, it wants to go back to its home, wherever that is in your home, you know, so, so setting aside, that's a little tip too, setting aside some time, you know. I have, I call it loose ends time, but I always end each day. I got 15 minutes at a minimum. Sometimes I'll schedule a little more, but 15 minutes of just loose ends time. Just let's get everything, you know, a little ending routine to the day. Let's get things back in their place, right? Getting things, you know, put back to where they need to be. But let's talk. Okay. So let's first talk. And in this area of decluttering, there's different things. There's like physically decluttering stuff. Then there's the mental side, right? So just yeah. like just like your desk gets messy, your mind gets messy with a lot of stuff, you know, some good, some bad. So we'll talk about that, but there's decluttering your mind. And then nowadays we all have these little devices, yeah. smartphones, tablets, computers, laptops. And so there's a digital declutter. I need that. Well. Yes, I do. All right. So, so now the thing I like about digital decluttering is that is something that I find I can do kind of on the run, on the fly. You know, I'm waiting in line somewhere. I just have these little islands of time, you know, five minutes here, three minutes there. And during that time, that's a great time because you're usually carrying your phone with you to begin to do that, you know, digital declutter. Uh, you can you know, even of, do like your pictures, you know, you have thousands of pictures and sometimes they're duplicates and you could just start to clean through the pictures and save the ones that you want and get rid of. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So the pictures, you know, I, I don't know if people would want to admit how many pictures they have. Right. I mean, I, I have tens of thousands of pictures on my iPhone, you know, and again, yeah, sometimes I'll go through and I'll just delete ones that I don't need anymore. Others I'll put a little heart on and then they go into a special folder. And, but, and most devices you can build folders and you can sort them, you right. know, into 
other folders. Some people just load them up into the cloud and have somebody else kind of sort them out by type or by date. You know, so there's this area, there, there can be places where you can delegate some of that decluttering out to other people as, as well. But let's start on the physical side, right? So okay. when you start physically decluttering, what you want to do is you want to make sure that you go very quickly, right? And so you want to make a pass through things and decide, you know, is this something that I want to dump, just throw it out? It's no good anymore. No one can get any use from it. Is it something I want to, I want to donate, right? Is it something I want to donate, you know, right away? Or I'm not sure. And so that's kind of decide later, right? Yeah. And, but the thing is you don't, you want to make that fast, quick decision and you want to make progress because if you open up the box of old photos and you start to go through the old photos, it's a suck hole, it's a sinkhole. It's awful. Right. So that, hours. That, that has to be the later. So some people use big tubs. Some people just make piles, you know, dump, donate, or kind of defer, you know, and decide later, right? But you want to go fast, as fast as you can, and you want to see and make progress as fast as you can. So there's a lot yeah. of decide later. That's okay. You open up that picture box, decide later. No, no problem. But that's the, the key, you know, is making a fast path you know, pass through it. And then you feel like you've accomplished something, right? Even just like you said, getting two trash bags of clothes to donate, you know, you feel really good, you know, about that. So that's a big key to get started. You know, the other thing that, well, we used to call it the purge box, but my, my, my wife, when our kids were young, we would, and you could do this with kitchen utensils. We did it with kitchen stuff too, is we had too much stuff. Yeah. And so what we did is we had this box, like, let's say we put some of the kids toys in this box and we put it out in the garage. Now, if they asked for the toy within the next month or two, Hey, what happened to such and such toy? We'd say, I don't know, maybe the toy fairy will bring it back tonight. And we go out to the garage, get it and bring it back. But I would say, near 80% of those toys are the ones that we kind of selected. Hey, they're not really playing with anymore. You know, they didn't want those. They didn't want them one month, two months, three months later, and then we could donate and get rid of them. So so there's a little bit of a deferring, but you get it out of the way, right? There's been times where my wife has said, you got to clean this home office and I'll just get a banker's box and in it all goes to the banker's box. It all goes in there. Now, if I need something, I can still get that out. But many times months will go by and I haven't gotten into that banker's box. (laughs) And so then it could either be shredded or thrown out. Right. Let me, Um, I'm going to jump in there because I think this is a really key point for those of you that are listening that you, whether you're working at home or whether you have a brick and mortar, you've got a physical office, but every, all of us has an office, a place where we have our things. And I, you reminded me Blaine of the time that I actually had a team member, a staff person come in I don't remember what the situation was, but she came in and she had to literally clean a bunch of stuff. I think I had some stacks of things and whatever. I'm a things out person. So I always tend to have things out all the time and it makes me crazy. And I have to like really discipline myself to keep things, put things in their home, like consistently. So I love your tip about that 15 minute rule, 15 minute at the end of the day. But anyway, she came in and she picked up all these stacks of paper and she put them in this bankers. And there was probably three or four bankers boxes full of just things, folders and, you know, books that didn't have a home, things that weren't in their home. And I remember walking into my office going, oh my gosh, what'd you do with my stuff? My stuff's gone. Where's all my stuff? What happened to my stuff? She's like, it's all in these boxes right here underneath this day, this table. They're all, it's all here. So if you need it, you can find it in these four boxes. 
And I remember feeling a little like, oh my gosh, what just happened? But sure as a world, those boxes, I tell you, I might've gotten in them twice. Right. And those boxes just sat there. And finally, when we moved out of the office into a different office, different building, I just said, you know, I haven't even looked at them. If I haven't needed what was in there in two years, gone. And it was hard at first. It was really hard to do at first, but it was the bad. And I'll never forget that. So your example about the banker's box and cleaning yeah, the everything up. Yeah, box, we'll call it. Oh the my gosh, box. Yeah. so good. Yeah, so good. And you mentioned that book, you know, The Magic, Life-Changing Magic of Tidying, tidying up, up by Marie yep. Kondo. And in that book, you know, her basic premise is that when you're going to declutter something, you get it, you take it out and put it in the open. Like, let's say I did my books. I had probably three, three, over 300 books in my little home office. And so she said, I did what she said. I took them all out and you put them, you take them all down, take them all out. And then one by one, you, you hold it and you look for a little intuition feeling like, does this still spark joy? Do I yeah. need this? Yeah. You know, do I want this, but does it still spark joy for me? And if not, then you let it go. Right. And I donated probably at least two thirds of my books, you know, doing that. And then I had all this extra space. And then I had the books I just wanted. And then when I put them back, I put them in, in a certain order. You know, it was marvelous. But yeah, really making sure not only like, do I still need this? No, it's more like, does this still spark yeah. joy? Is this yeah. still energetically kind of adding to my life? Or is it a possession that's just kind of weighing you down, right? And it's easy to ha- to, to let the emotional connection outweigh that intuition, And there's a distinction there. You know, you could be emotionally connected to a book that someone gave you, but if it's not serving you, then to Marie Kondo's point, like gift it away and let it find a new home. And then you get to be the giver of that book in the same way that it was given to you. You get to be able to pass that along and give it to someone else. So sometimes I think we do get kind of possessive with our possessions. We want to keep things. Yeah. Yeah. And psychologically that feels good, but the switch that you just flipped there is to realize you're holding back the potential of that thing to do that good in somebody else's life, whether it's a piece of clothing, whether it's a book, right. And let that release that out to the world, you know, and so the world kind of, you know, karma wise can give you something back. Right. So that's really key. So, so you got the office and at home, you know, we, it's always funny that whenever we do these kind of, you know, declutter days is we have yet to go through a declutter day and not find something expired, right? So so whether that's in the pantry, whether that's in the fridge, whether that's in the medicine cabinet, I mean, there has yet to be, you know, we'll do a couple of these a year, but we always are finding those expired things. So, yeah. so really be aware of that and go through and, uh, you know, get rid of some of that stuff. You're going to feel better. You're going to feel lighter, you know, and there's also, you know, certain things that you should only use for a certain period of time. And so we kind of use that declutter day, like a toothbrush, right? So, so on a toothbrush, maybe that's supposed to only be a month or two that you use it for, you know, pillowcases, you know, or pillows, you know, different things have a shelf life too, right? So really be thinking about all those things that you're kind of coming in contact with, you know, and again, you're going to feel good. You're going to feel lighter. You're less likely to buy tchotchkes and little things yeah. when you do those declutter days and get rid, of, get rid of those things. And you feel like physically, I feel lighter at the end of that day, you know? And so you kind of look forward to 
to those days. So, so for you, anything else on the physical side, then we'll kind of move into the mental side. Anything no, else for you on I, physical? I love what you just climate. said about the little tchotchkes. It made me think that like now in my closet, I have all this open space. Like I was sorted through the hangers. I pulled out some of the wire hangers that I had, replaced them with the wooden ones that I like. And I, and it's clean now, like it's all cleaned up. And so the thought of bringing something else in there, like I, I really hadn't thought this all the way through, but just I'm imagining if I were to go shopping, I now would think differently about making a purchase and adding it to my clean closet Yeah, because right it's like, it's got its energy back. Right. I think that's the best way I can describe it. Like, I don't want to violate the space by just putting a tchotchke shirt in there. <laughs> right. Right? right. I don't want to violate right. my clean space. And so I, I think that's such a good way to say it. It's easy to put another shirt in a closet that's already over full because right. that chaos and confusion and clutter is already there. And you think, ah, what the heck? What's one more? But right. now I'm right. going to be very selective about what I allow into my sacred space in my nice clean closet. So this is so good. You're going to save money as well. We were just on a, a trip to New York City and I realized, you know, there are so many little tchotchkes I could buy and I didn't buy any, you know, I just didn't buy it because I didn't want to, like you said, bring it into that environment, right? Uh, so you kind of have your physical space. And then the other thing that you can declutter is also your physical body before we go to the mental side is your physical body, right? And so really, you know, be aware of that, right? So part of a declutter day is you're also looking to how can you declutter your body, you know, of toxins, right? And so most people ask you this question to see, you know, they say 70% of the toxins leave your body in one method. Do you know what that method is? Well, you're going to leave your the physical toxins, the things that your body's going to naturally get rid of. You're either going to eliminate them through the stool or through the urine, one of the two. Well, well, 80% of the toxins that leave your body actually come through your breath. Oh, the lungs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lungs, I was right. thinking actual detoxification. But you're right. You right. breathe a lot of that out every single day. Yeah. So, so this idea of on a declutter day is get into some really deep breathing, right? Where you're really using the diaphragm oh. and you're really filling the lungs to their capacity, right. you know, and do the deep breathing is good. But then on the physical side, yes, drinking more water, right? And you know, there's certain foods that help you to detox and to eliminate toxins, right? So be aware of that. And exercise is another great one to move, you know, your mm -hmm. blood, your heart yeah. pumps the blood, but you got the lymphatic system that needs movement to pump all that fluid, right? So getting some good exercise in that day, drinking a lot of water, you know, and helping your body. And a lot of times, you know, I like food. I like food. I like to eat food. And I like the taste of my favorite foods. But when I'm eating, I'm also realizing that from a detoxification and a decluttering of my body, that what I'm eating is really fuel. And so I really, I try to eat, you know, a lot of what I eat based on the fuel aspect of it, right? Like fruit, vegetables, yeah. uh, you know, lean proteins, th things that are going to fuel my body. So thinking about that, because that helps you, your body is you know, can be overrun physically with toxins, which then you got low energy. Now you can't get stuff right, done. You right. know, and so really look to that. And then shifting from that is into the mental side, right? And so how do we begin to, you know, declutter, you know, the mental side? How do we remove the head trash, right? And so one of the simple things I like to 
share with people is the solution to pollution is dilution, right? So the solution yep. to pollution is dilution. So, you know, if you remember the old like scientific beaker and it had a dark liquid, you add the clear liquids in, it gets lighter and lighter yep. until it's clear again. And it's the same thing for you is that every day, you know, there are toxins, there is head trash coming in and you've got to, I call it a mind shower, but you've got to kind of figure out how can, you know, get rid of that, right? How can you wash that out? How can you dilute that down? And so the book that I recommend on that side, The Secret Code of Success by Noah St. John yeah. talks about ways that you can remove that head trash. Now for me, I need, I'm probably about a three to one ratio, meaning if I have like an hour of negative thoughts, bad thoughts, bad interaction with somebody, you know, life hits me too hard. I need about three hours of positive stuff to dilute down that negative, right? So for me, wow. that's stuff like Jim Rohn. He's my mentor. I can listen to one his pro. He's got a program called The Power of Ambition. I love that. Yeah. You know, I can listen to that for a couple of hours and I'm right back. I'm back up at 100%. You know, but realizing, you know, there were times in my life when I was younger where I might be a 10 to one. I mean, like I need 10 hours to get that other bad hour out of my head. Right. Yeah. And you'll know it's gone when it's gone, when you don't think about it again, it doesn't come back up for you, you know, and some people have some head trash that keeps coming up over and over. And so then you really have to kind of d dilute that, you know, dilute that down with the positive side. Other things on the mental side is, you know, is negative people. Right. And so how can you, you know, purge out declutter, you know, and distance yourself from negative people. And we all have negative people, you know, in our lives. And so what you want to do is you may be able to just eliminate that person and not eliminate them physically, but from your life, you know, and just not interact with them anymore. And most of the time people can't do that if it's a family member or it's a friend or something like that. But what you yeah. want to do is you want to increase the distance to the negativity. And what I right. mean by that is someone may, you know, give me a phone call, but then I'll text them back, just creating the gap, widening the gap. Somebody texts me, you know, and then I'll wait a little while and maybe I'll send them an email you know, and just kind of widening the gap there. Yeah, that's uh, a great you know, trip. Or how quickly you respond to that person. Don't respond right away. Widen the gap. And maybe you even widen the gap to your notification from that person. Meaning you can mute people. You can, you know, you, you can quiet people. You can take a break from people on social media. Right now, Facebook and these other platforms allow you to kind of mute a person out. You don't have to defriend them but you kind of mute, mute them out. So look yeah. to create that space, you know, for you in that life. What about for you? You have any things on the kind of the keeping the mental side decluttered and clean? Yeah. I think this is such a good conversation because we, as practitioners, like we are surrounded all day long with people who are, I don't know, I don't want to say dumping on us, but you know, you're dealing with a patient who's got yeah. health challenges and they're either they're complaining or they may have some life drama going on. And not every interaction is like that, but there are very often times times at the end of the day when you just think, oh my gosh. And that's the moment that I love the term you use bath shower or a head shower. Yeah. Mind shower. Sorry, mind shower. And yes. you just said, that's what I'm thinking. Like, how do I get my mind in the shower so that I can wash away all of that stuff, dilute it all down. Even the news can be that thing, you know, watching the news, 
or being around a toxic family member or, you know, responding to feeling like you have a slave to your inbox. And at the end of the day, or at the end of that period of time, you're just drained or social media can be another drain, as you mentioned. So I really love that term of just, it's kind of imagining standing underneath and having that mind shower where you just wash all of that away, get all of that out again. But it means that you have to be very conscious about what you're going to use. What's your clear water that you're going to use to do right. that. So whether it's Jim Rohn or whether it's another podcast that you love to listen to, or it's music, it might be music for you that does sure. it. It might be a walk that does it. It might be, you know, whatever it is, but finding that thing that's going to allow you to clear that negativity out because you can't be your best self if you've got all this negativity and head trash going on in there. A hundred percent. And a lot of people, if you just try a news media and social media fast, just do, go on a little fast for whatever you can do. If you're a super social media person, you know, maybe you can only start with an hour of fasting, but you know, can you get, build that up to a half a day, right? Yeah. Could you build yeah. it up to a full day or, you know, how many are just a little, just kind of better your best and separate yourself from that. And then the other thing that I think is helpful, the way you dilute it is to, like you just said, know yourself. And no, I like to call them personal lifters. Like what are those things that lift you up? And a lot of times music, like I can put on some music from the eighties that kind of lifts me up. You know, now if I'm too hyper, I can use music to kind of calm me down, classical music, study music, things like that. But knowing what your personal lifters are, what books, maybe there's a spiritual practice, maybe it is meditation or exercise, or, you know, I love the Peloton bike. Like what are those things that lift you up so that you're kind of ready to you know, to kind of go, you know, to be able to lift yourself back up. And you want to get going. Yeah. I'm ready to get going again, but I can't do it with this big, heavy, like dragging a ball and chain behind you. Well, and a couple of other things, you know, a lot of people on the, you know, decluttering of the mind, you might tend to have bad habits or negative habits. And so, you know, maybe there's something that you're doing, like you're overchecking, you know, a social media, right. Or you're eating foods that you know, you shouldn't eat. Right. When I ask people, you know, I, I ask people and they can always answer the question very quickly. Name two or three things you know you should be doing, but you're not. And then name two or three things that you are doing that you know you should not be doing. And everybody <laughs> can name those. Right? Everybody, yeah, um, yeah. And, and decluttering the mental side of things, it's important to begin to remove those bad habits, right? You know, yeah. you know, for example, maybe it's like overchecking, you know, email was one that that I used to have, right? And so a couple things there on bad habit elimination. One is figure out like, why do you want to, you know, what is the why behind wanting to get rid of that, right? Yeah, and, right. and really dig into the painful, if there's a painful side, like for me, I'm wasting time in my email. I can jump into my email in the morning and then it ruins my morning if there's a bad emails in there or demands on my time. And I, I feel the weight of the world, like there's all this negative stuff. That's why I want to not do email first thing in the morning, right? Right. And so, so knowing that is knowing your why and digging into the why, especially the emotional side of that, the painful side of it to help give you the power to, to surf past that urge to want to do that. And then the second part is a substitute habit. So you've got to, the void is just going to make you think about it more, you know, and you need to a substitute habit, yeah. right? So for me, instead of checking my voice, my, my email first thing in the morning, you know, I have a little Bible app I do, and then I have this mind shower. I use a couple of different apps. One is called Headspace. I love another Headspace. One's called, another one's called Calm. Uh, Insight Timer is a good one as well. Abide is, is kind of a Christian one. But anyway, I have a bunch of choices, but that's what I do instead of the email. So you've got to have a substitute habit. 
And then the third part, so, so knowing the why, the substitute habit, is to minimize or remove the triggers and the cues. So, so when you fall off the wagon and you do the bad habit, in that moment, try to figure out, okay, what led me here? What got me here? Right, right. right. Like in the case of email, it's if I open up you know, the email program and I see all the unanswered messages or in my phone, you know, if it shows me, oh, you've got all these emails, you know, I've got to turn off the rings, the dings, the bings. I've got to minimize those triggers. And some of the smartphones, like the iPhone is now allowing you to like have apps not work during certain times, right? So yeah. you can say like, hey, before nine o'clock, the, you know, the email app doesn't even, you know, come on. It's like, it's yeah. you know, turned off. So you can kind of pre-think some of that stuff. But anyway, that's a big part of the ne- negative side of things is to remove those bad habits. And then the last part is you have negative thoughts. And so some people, this is a bigger problem than others, but you have these thoughts that are not productive, you know, and they're negative thoughts. Typically it's about ourselves. I'm to this, I'm not enough We're that. All guilty. Everybody does you know, it. Yeah. yeah. So, so you have these. And so I want to give you one tool that you can start to use on this. And what you're going to do is you're going to yeah, but yourself. Now, after you start, yeah, butting yourself, then you can start to, yeah, but other people. And it's very helpful. So what this does is it's a very fast switch to get your mind to try to see the other side, right? So, you know, a common thing is like a lot of people who own their own business say, I don't have enough time. Now, if you say, I don't have enough time, I'm too busy. busy. I'm too busy. I don't have enough time. And if you say it long enough, you're going to believe it more and more. And your brain looks for ways to get, you know, prove that's true. But if you say, yeah, but, and then let your mind answer, I'm too busy. Yeah, but I control my schedule. Yeah, but I could schedule less. Yeah, but I've got an accountability partner. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but. You're not filling in the yeah, but you're you're saying yeah, but, and then letting the mind come up with the answer. Let your mind fill in. Yeah, but. I love that. Now, it's interesting when you start to yeah, but other people, you don't give them the answer, but your mind will start to give you a bunch of answers. And then if they, you might have to prime their pump a little bit, but you're just saying, yeah, but. Right. And so any negative limiting belief, you say, just always say, yeah, but. Right. That yeah, is but. the, that's the takeaway for me right there. I loved <laughs> all this conversation. That one. Okay. For all your listeners that are in my programs and you're in my world. Oh, you're, you just wait. The yeah, but person is coming. I'm <laughs> using that. I love that. I'm using it with my kids and everything. That's like brilliant. Yeah. And it's a fast way to, to turn around to kind of get your brain working for you, right? And another thing in, in that book, we talk about the secret code of success by Noah St. John. The other thing he introduces is affirmations. Now, have you, you've probably heard of affirmations. Yeah, but never well. affirmations. What's that? Yeah. So affirmations are when you affirm something, you say like, you know, I am healthy. I am healthy. I am yeah. healthy. And yeah. and your brain over time is going to try to help you get healthy. Right. Affirmations is where you put it in the form of a question, again, to get your brain to help you move in the right direction, give you suggestions to help you move in the right direction. So you, the affirmation would be, I am healthy. I am healthy. The affirmation would be, why do I find it so easy to be healthy? Right. So when you say the question, why do I find it so easy to be healthy? Then the yeah, but your brain says, because you threw out all the junk food, because you challenged a bunch of people to eat a piece of fruit every day, you know, because you eat a salad every day, because you take vitamins, you know, because you exercise. I mean, these things come out. And then the key is to act upon, you know, what the mind gives you. But putting it in that, why do I find it so easy to, you know, to get new clients? 
Why do my clients love me so much? Right. And so you begin to form those answers and get your brain kind of working with you instead of like sometimes you say, I am healthy. Your brain says, No, you're not. I am healthy. No, you're not. And yeah, you're, like I think everybody has that, that, well, I call it a tug of war, you know, because yeah. it's people will complain and say, Well, yeah, but I can't say that right now because it's not true. Like I am mm-hmm. prosperous or I am wealthy or I have an abundance of clients. Your brain is like, What the heck are you talking about? Of course you don't, <laughs> dummy. Look at your schedule. Right. Of course you don't. And it's right. so hard to make that happen. But that reframing that into an affirmation in the form right. of a, a question Why do I find it that everyone loves to work with me? Why do people yeah. love working with me? Why is my schedule full all the time? Why is it getting fuller every day? How are you going to phrase that? That's such a great yeah. way. It's a brain hack. Just a brain yeah, hack. Yeah. Why, why do clients, you know, why do clients love me so much? Yeah. You know, why do new clients come to me every week? Yeah. You know, and again, it puts you in the frame of the action, right? So I talked about why Tava, I think maybe last time, you know, what you think about, you bring about. And so it's it's helping your brain, giving a little turbocharge to start thinking about that, right? Why do clients love me so much? Why do a new client, why do I get new clients every week? Because I do this, or I do that, or I have this advertising, right. or I have these referrals or blah, blah, blah. And you begin to see a path to yeah. it. And again, every day, it's the battle of the brain chemicals, right? And so we're just trying to give you a little edge, a little win. I like to say win early, win often. I yeah. like to get the good brain chemicals going early in the day. Like that first 30 minutes when I wake up is always kind of pre-planned, ready to go and guaranteeing me some kind of a win for the day, right? So when I wake up, I open up my phone first thing. That's what I do every morning, you know, and I habit link the opening of my phone to doing the Bible app and the mind shower. Well, now I've got those two things in my day. And even if I just do, I mean, I like a 10 minute mind shower, but if I only get a three minute mind shower, I'm okay with that. But literally in the first 15 minutes of my day, I've had some solid wins. That's so good. And we talked about that in the last podcast, right? Where we talked about habit anchoring, you know, and putting, linking those things together so that you can start to, with yourself or with your patients, you know, for the listeners, but you start to link the positive behaviors to something so that then it makes it so, so, so much easier to get it done. This is so good. I knew we needed to do this second podcast. Like it was, I knew we had just scratched the surface last time, but this one is where I, my big takeaway is definitely going to be the yeah, but hundred percent the yeah, but, and then I'm going to be very conscious about the mind shower. I'm really going to be conscious about that because I know how to do that. For me, it's music. For me, it's music. That's how I get my game back on. But I'm thinking, how is it that I'm going to be able to do this and be even more proactive with this? So yeah, and maybe excited. it's in the morning, right? Maybe, yeah. maybe you have it, link it to something in the morning. If you have a cup of coffee or something that happens for you every morning without willpower happens right. all the time, link the music to that. So that you get, even if it's just three, five minutes, you know, it's going to make a big right. difference to get you in the right you know, frame of mind, the right lens, because that lens that we look through, that really determines what what happens, because that's how you process the world, right? And it's not really what happens that determines your life future, as much as your response to what happens, that makes all the difference. And how you respond is kind of how you're looking at it. If you're looking at it through a negative lens or a victim lens, you know, you're going to find that stuff. But if you're looking at it for, you know, the empowering side of things, the you know, taking from the day, not being run by the day, you're going to find that every day too. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Blaine, it is such a pleasure to talk with you again. As usual, you definitely over-delivered and you give me 
lots and lots to think about. I so appreciate it. So where can everyone get a hold of you again? Yeah, I think the simplest, I did a TEDx talk. You just go to blainetedx.com, B-L-A-I-N-E-T-E-D-X.com. You can opt in there. You can, you get a transcript and you get to see the talk. I've got a couple hundred thousand views on it. And I talk about YTABA in there, but I give you kind of a little bit of a mind hack so that you can take whatever you want to bring about in your life and remind your brain of it, of that thing about a hundred times a day. So it's pretty cool. It's good. And then we'll be connected. You'll have my email. I run some super results days. I do run some declutter days. We definitely need to know about the declutter days for sure. Yes. And so I run those, run three super results days a month and love the declutter one. It's a great one. It's a great one to be in a group of people where everyone's decluttering, you know, for the day, the day, energy, the energy gets really high as the day goes on. Yeah. Well, Blaine, thank you so much for joining us. I'm super excited and we'll just send everybody your way for lots of good decluttering. I so appreciate you. (laughs) Yeah. Really appreciate being on. And I'll leave you with this. The bad news is time flies. The good news You're the pilot. So pilot well, listeners. Yeah, baby, we're on it. All right. Thanks, Blaine. Take care. Well, I'm pretty motivated now to declutter my world and my life. And I especially loved what Blaine had to say about that mind shower, like taking a mind shower and decluttering your mind. And because we are so bombarded with all this information and noise out there in the world that tells us all the bad things that are happening and everything that could go wrong or possibly go wrong and patients are complaining and all the things. I am over it, friend. I'm done. I am really going to be committed to making sure that my mind is super clear. And for me, as I mentioned, it's really music that will help me just get all that clutter out of my mind. And as I mentioned, my closet's looking quite nice about now. So I got a few things on my list. I hope you do too. I love that you have um, jumped in here with me this week for the podcast. Let me tell you how you can get a hold of Blaine. As I mentioned uh, earlier and as well here, the best way to get a hold of him and to get on his list and his emails are good is to go watch his TED Talk. And you can do that at BlaineTedx.com. So B-L-A-I-N-E-T-E-D-X.com. His website is self-fluence, like influence, but self-fluence. And then you can also find him on LinkedIn and Facebook as well. So what a great person to connect with. And if you are interested in decluttering, how cool would it be if we all just jumped in and did a big declutter day together with Blaine? Like, how cool would that be? I don't know. I might have to explore that. If you'd like to stay up to date on that, you can always... Get on my list. If you if I do anything like this, I'll always let you know. You go to rondanelson.com forward slash join and get on my list. Um, and I will keep you up to date on all the things because you just never know. I might just decide to do a declutter day and invite you to come along with me. All right, friend. Thanks so much for joining me. Appreciate you. Love you so much. Glad that you love the podcast. You can always rate, review, and subscribe to get all the latest information on how to run your business, grow a business, and be a better clinical entrepreneur. All right, friend, take care. Talk to you next week. Bye.